Our scripture passage this morning is out of Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. If you would please stand as we read the Lord of God. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first of day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord had come down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook, and they became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. Out of the tomb. As we get started this morning, I want to share with you my sermon in a sentence. That doesn't mean you can tune me out after I read this sentence, okay? The power of God is alive in you. Sermon in a sentence. The power of God is alive in you. One of the most significant stories ever recorded. The resurrection of Jesus. Not just because of what happened, but because of why it happened. Jesus Christ sent to earth as an innocent babe to take away the sins of the world. Our sins. He loved people. He met their needs. He healed their bodies, mended their hearts. He fed them. He protected them. He delivered them. And flying in the face of the ones who believed performance was something that was honoring before God. He walked among those in need, not just in need physically, but those who were in need spiritually. He reached out his hand, delivering whatever was needed. He allowed his heart to be revealed, his hope to be shared, and his love offered. But the religion of the day had him arrested beaten beyond recognition, hung on a cross, and buried in a borrowed tomb. 
An enormous stone was rolled in front of that tomb. Armed Romans stood guard. Night fell. Days passed. And then came the morning. The morning that we just read about. God had had enough and he stepped in. The price had been paid and no longer would the prison of the grave hold his son, Jesus Christ. The time had come for the Lord to step out of the tomb, revived, whole, and in power. Can you imagine being there? The Roman guards, stunned, afraid, and you know that they will never forget what they had just experienced. It rocked them. It floored them. It was a situation that was so overwhelming and so unexpected, so out of the ordinary and beyond their control that they had one response, and that was to become like dead men. That, church, is the power of heaven. Have you ever been in a situation like that? That you were just completely floored? That you were just so overwhelmed? That you were speechless? You didn't know what to say. You didn't know where to turn. You were frozen. Oftentimes when those memories begin to roll through our heads, they aren't positive. They're painful. Because we're frozen and we don't know what to do. Other thoughts begin to follow. I'm not sure what happened. How can I wrap my brain around this? Will I ever recover? The answer is yes. But the key is the cross. The situation that we are celebrating this morning is the resurrection of Christ, risen from the dead. That's powerful, is it not? That power is the one thing that can protect you. It will empower you. It allows you not to feel overwhelmed, not to be floored, and not to live as a dead person. We are thankful for what God has done for us. We are thankful for His saving grace, for His redemptive power, for saving us from an eternity in hell separated from Him, Yet, with our worry, our fear, and our doubt, our regret, we live among our own personal tombs. We have personal graveyards of our pasts, the things we've done, the things we've said. We can't get past certain situations that have happened in our life. And we hold on to our grudges. We fear the worst. Our anxiety can crush us. 
the life that God has so graciously given us, the life that Jesus died for, passes us by. At times, the light of life does not shine in our eyes. We wonder if God will ever miraculously show up and free us, not realizing that He already has. That's what Easter morning is about. Paul talks in Romans chapter 8, You, however, are not in the flesh, but you're in the Spirit. In fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ doesn't belong to God. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit of life, because of its righteousness, is in you. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. The Spirit that dwells in you is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. If it can raise Jesus from the dead, it can handle your fear. Paul goes on in Ephesians. It's a prayer. Okay? It's a prayer. This is what Paul says. I pray. How many would you like the Apostle Paul to pray for you? Hmm, come on. Okay, this is one of the tests. Remember the kids are raising their hands? It's okay. If you would want the Apostle Paul to pray over you, he's about to, so get ready. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, which is us, and his incomparably great power for those who believe. That power is the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule, all authority, all power and dominion, and any title that can be given, not only in the present age, not only today, but in the day to come. That's what Paul has prayed over you. These negatives that grab a hold of us, these tombs that we feel in, that we feel that we're in, those statements that we give, I'm so lost. There's just there's just no hope. I don't see how things are going to work out for me. That is the enemy tempting us to not believe in the power of that you have been given. When Jesus raised from the dead, it was for our eternal life, correct? But it was also for our abundant life here, today, in the present. It's for our eternity, spiritually, but it's for our abundance, physically. 
It's not that we look ahead. Is it joyful to know that we'll spend an eternity with Him? Absolutely. But what about today? What about the tomb that you have? He has the power to break you out of that too. Jesus paid it all, didn't he? Jesus paid for it all. Also, he knows that some of us believe that there's this huge stone that's in front of us that there's no way that we could ever remove. But he can. He can. It's not up to us to roll the stone away. He has done that. No longer do we need to walk down our prison row and look at all of the cells that are part of my life. The door is not locked. The stone is not in front of the tomb. Walk out in the power that you've been given. Trust it. Trust that power. It was given to us for a reason. He doesn't want us to live imprisoned. He wants us to live free and in His power to do that. It is something that at points we can be very hesitant to experience. But do you trust Him? Do you believe? Are you willing to step out of the boat? Because again, church, that is the safest place that you can be. Because when Peter stepped out of the boat, he didn't land on the water. He landed in the palm of his Creator's hand. And that's for you. The Bible tells us to call upon the name of the Lord and we will be saved. Too often we relate that to our spiritual life, that I will be saved, that when I take my last breath, that I will enter the pearly gates of heaven. But what he's talking about there is twofold. Where are you today? And what are the issues that you're dealing with? What are the things that the enemy is trying to tear you apart or to keep you isolated or to keep you in a tomb? It is not for you to live there. Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved from your fear, from your worry, from your doubt, from your regret. I have come to give life and to give it to you to the full. The tombs we are in Bring them to the Lord. He already knows you're in one. And He knows the way out. Because the power that was used to bring Christ to life is the same power that lives in you. That will make you stop in your tracks. That will go, wow, what? That is amazing. It is not meant to do anything except lift you up and bring you out of where you 
have allowed yourself to be in. The enemy wants you in a cell. He wants you in the tomb. And Jesus died to bring you out. Take him up on it. It's well worth it. Father, Lord God, we are thankful for this day that you've given us. We are so thankful that your son, Jesus Christ, lives. That he lives. That he's not trapped in a tomb. But you've called him out of the grave so that our penalty for sin has been paid and that we may live, live freely, openly, joyfully, with hope and peace. That our hearts are full of kindness and goodness so that we may pour out on all of those whom you allow to come around us and that they would see you for who you are that they would experience you, that they would experience your power and your love. God, thank you. Thank you for displaying your power in your Son, Jesus Christ, so that we have a point of reference to know the magnitude of the power that rests within us. And Father, I pray that we use it. Father, give us the strength and the hope to release that power into our lives so that we walk freely and in the abundance that you have for each one of us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.